life after Brett Kern is Ryan Stonehouse the answer. We're going to tell you just how the Titans will be fine without Harold Landry and hear about how Adam single-handedly put a fire out. Also, why is Adam talking about himself in the third person? This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! One safety in this half. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derek Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. It's just the two of us. It's Adam here. Greg's with me. How are you doing, sir? Very well. The season is upon us. It's felt like uh, an age since since January, but I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> And oh, there's a part there's a part of me that fears that that's the sort of season it's it's going to be, but that's the season it is every year ultimately. Um, but but here we are. We're just we're going to kind of do a, a mini episode. Um, we sort of previewed the season before ish, I think. Uh, but it's it's finally week one, and the Giants are coming up on Sunday. You're going to be there. Um, you packed and ready to go. Excited? Not even close. Um... Yeah, I'm 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 leaving the packing to the last minute. Just so preparing. Yes, he's, yes, he's going to do the packing then. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't trust Jesse doing the packing because you know he ends up using half my case for our own stuff. So I have to pack my own case to to ensure that I get everything I need. But um, no, it should be good. It's uh, it's 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 a busy week with uh, kind of preparing to go. But yeah, I can't wait to get on that flight on Friday. It feels like ages since I've been out there, and it's, it's like it was only January, but it feels a lot longer. I think we need to get straight to the elephant in the room when you get there and it's the Titans first fourth down. Um, are you going to be cheering or booing when Ryan Stonehouse comes out to punt? I mean, I'll be, I'll be going to get a beer. I think um, it's just going to be, it's going to be a strange one. It's going to be a, I mean, I can't boo him as much as I, I don't agree with the decision. And I think I've been quite vocal on social media around my feelings to round it. And, but I haven't got it in my uh, in my heart to boo the guy. But no, nah, I mean it's it's going to be. I, I kind of feel for him. It's, it's big shoes to to fill. It's going to be you know you've got a reliable punter who flips the field and has been arguably in some cases our best player for years. And and you take a punt on a kid who's you know he's got a good leg. He can he can certainly boom some punts, but. You know, you don't want them going for touchbacks every time. So, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not over it. I'm not, still not happy about it personally. I don't think that it was the right move, but I understand why they made the move they did. But not having Brett Kern in this team just doesn't feel right. It just feels weird. I'll never be over it. That's, that's clear. Um, this, he's, well. We we talk about Brett Kern all the time, <laughs> but he he is he is the goat. He has served this team for twelve, thirteen years, whatever it is. It's two thousand and nine when he came in. Uh, it's it's it was a devastating day. What was it about a week ago when it it was announced? And I think after that third preseason game, we all saw it coming. And 
to be fair now I, I don't i don't like the decision just the same as you um we've had discussions on the whatsapp one or two of us in there are kind of happy with it it's is, is it, it feel it might be time to move on um i kind of see the argument with that third preseason game it was very much right ryan stonehouse you're going to play um, let's let's see what you can do with a full game full games worth of punting um we know you've got an enormous leg um i want to see some accuracy can you prove yourself um enough to earn yourself the job and obviously the age and the salary are going to be on his side and he came in and stuck that not only did he absolutely boom that punt he got backspin on it it stopped at the one it was a ri ridiculous punt that you saw it and immediately it was like yeah that's that deal's done um brett kern's probably sat watching that punt head in hands and so yeah so it was and we yeah you can't you can't go to nissan and, and boo the guy obviously that would be ridiculous it's a, not what a proper fan should do but it's, it's, just, it's, it's a it's a tough one for me because i wasn't so i kind of felt when they said he wasn't going to play i took that almost like a I, I took that. Not I still thought it was up the, up the grabs at that point. I thought, yeah. well, we know what Brett Kern can do. Let's let's find out for absolutely sure what Ryan Stonehouse can do and see as many punts as we possibly can from him. It kind of, it kind of felt weird. It kind of felt more like when I saw that, everyone kind of went, well, not everyone, but a few people kind of panicked and went, oh, he's done, he's done. And I was like, I actually saw that the other way. I saw it more of a they're doing it to protect Kern, but to give the guy an opportunity. And then he just blew the doors off that that game and obviously whatever they saw in that game and in the lead up to that game and even pro post that game was enough to make the decision that they did and uh, like I say from a business perspective as much as I don't I still don't particularly agree with it I think Kern, Kern is one of those but if he was on the decline if he was a player who was didn't have the leg he once had wasn't pinning teams in anymore then sure make that decision and and we move on but even I think even Robinson said when he was on commentary for temporarily, he even said it's you know one of Brett Kern's best camps he's had, which for me kind of feels like another reason why you think that. that when he said that, I was like, oh, they can't cut him, they can't like the guy. The guy's been consistent for years, and he's still punting at the elite level that he has been for years anyway. It felt weird, but look, we are where we are. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to go and buy myself a, a new Brett Kern jersey, which I plan to do prior to this anyway. Um, as much as my wife calls it a waste of money now, um, it's definitely nowhere near that. Um, Timeless. Yeah, 100%. It's like, you know, buying any George jersey, people still do it nowadays. So, um, no, for me, I think it's it'd be interesting on the kid. I think it's going to be a lot of pressure. That first punt, the first game, every punt he's going to have is, is going to be... It's almost like when we let suck up go and we had that year of 55 kickers, every every miss was like an absolute disaster because within the 50, suck up was just regulation. You go and get yourself a drink when 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 he was when he was kicking one through. And I think it's going to be similar. So I hope that that isn't going to be. He's going to he's going to need a thick skin because he yeah. won't. Not every single game will be as eye opening as that third preseason game. Certainly um, hope it's not going to be a revolving door like there was with. Uh, with the kickers we had after suck up, that's for sure. No, you, you've, you've got to you've got to keep faith with the decision. It's shown enough that there's clearly talent there. Um, it might it just feels a bit like when 
Sir Alex Ferguson left Man United and they got David Moyes in. You know, not David Moyes' fault, but expectations are quite high. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> because it's, we've had it so good for so long. But, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. There's there's some money saved on Brett Kern's deal that immediately has gone to pay Derek Kemry. That's not the way to look at it, I know, but um, pretty, pretty much not the case that <laughs> not that Derek doesn't deserve it, of, of course. Uh, but I haven't actually read the structure of that. Is that is that just an increase in pay, or is that like a bringing that pay from future years forward? Or I, I haven't read a thing about it, if I'm honest. I'm not really sure. This is um, this, this is great, this great research. This. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not a massive deal. I think I think it's it's juggling a bit of cap for next year potentially yeah. as well. I don't know, but it, does, it hasn't extended his deal. No, no. I think it's meant that it's more likely that it will be, uh, but yeah, I, I bow to uh, the likes of Mike Herndon and to uh, analyze these things and uh, explain explain what it all means. We'll find, we'll find someone who has a clue about all this stuff <laughs> at some point in the future. Um, yeah, I'm sure I've seen some tweets from him that have have sort of explained it. Um, about what happens to Brett, though, he hasn't gone anywhere else yet. Doesn't mean he won't. And there was a weird rumour about the fact that he might prefer just to stay on the Titans practice squad and kick around in, in Nashville. And his, his family are there and doesn't, doesn't necessarily want to up sticks, which seems an unusual thing to hear. But a guy who's 36 years old, he's played there for th- 13 years. Does he actually want to go somewhere for a year or two? Um, yeah, it's going to just want to. Maybe I things said, are more important than money for some. I, I, I 100%, 100% expect him to be in the Bills because obviously that's close to his sort of hometown. But when when that tweet came out, which kind of came from a, a bit of an iffy source at the time, but everyone seemed to believe every word that came out of it. Um, <laughs> People around, believe what they want to believe. Yeah, true. Um, around the the fact that, you know, he didn't want to move, his family was settled, I think, yeah, I, I, there must, it must be true. Otherwise, he might, he would be a bill right now, surely. I mean, they, I know they've just gone and picked up the guy who left Denver, but um, I have no idea what the Colts have done with their punting unit, but if I see the day that, that he plays for the Colts, well, you know, I'm just going to have to go to hibernation until it's over. Um, oh, so Just don't. Just, yeah, definitely couldn't stomach that. So I don't know if they've picked someone up, actually. Again, talking about research, done nothing to look at what their punter situation is. And to be honest, yeah, don't really care. Um, but I think I think that he was never going to join the practice squad. I think carrying a, even though the practice squads are bigger now than they, they used to be, was it 16 players now, isn't it? I think I, I didn't think they were going to necessarily pull in a, a second punter for it. Although I don't think it would have been a bad thing for for Stonehouse if he was there, because you know, getting that mentorship for, you, for you could period. they. I don't. I don't know how these rules work, uh, but there might even be an option to sort of bring him in as a coach or something, and with a an unofficial view to say, right, if if something something happens, you're there, you're around if we need you, and um, but. It, it, almost that tweet suggested he was open to stuff like that, which would be amazing if true. But the, the, that thread of that news has sort of gone quiet. So, well, apparently, I've just literally done talking of research. They've uh, it looks like the Colts have signed a guy called Matt Hack, which I think is a brilliant name for a punter. Um, apparently, he used to play for the ironically the Bills and the Dolphins, so it doesn't look like he's going to be going there either. So maybe maybe it's just a, like you say, it's a case of. 
he's there on speed dial if things don't go right. Um, but maybe he's, he's number he'd be number one in my speed dial, I think. See, it's I don't know. With it, for, well, yeah, hundred percent. Generally, I'm talking I, for something. Something with me, I think if if Stonas had a really bad early part of the season and the team made a cutthroat decision and went like, we need someone else. No, knowing Robinson and Vrabel, I don't think they call Brett Kern for some reason. I, I just think they're, they're almost like they're too too much pride to be like we are. We made the wrong call. They go and get some someone else off the street, like Trevor Daniel. Um, I just don't know why, but I just that's just a feeling. That's kind of no fact whatsoever. But they always strike <laughs> me. They strike me as very much like it's all we've about made pride. This, we've, we've made, made this decision, decision and we're going to stick it. by it regardless. And even if we cut Stonehouse because he's had a shocker, we'll then go and find the next one. Like. Maybe I'm wrong, but they, that's just something I always think. Very that's rarely the, can go back on their decisions. That's why Adrian Peterson played about four games rather than one a year ago, that kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I suppose there probably wasn't much of a choice in that regard on that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think whatever whatever happens, is it. I hope that Kern retires a Titan, that's for sure. I hope he comes back and signs a nice little one-day contract and whenever that time may be. And I don't think realistically that that time is going to be too far in the future. It doesn't seem like to me that he's got a burning ambition to go and play anywhere else. So No, no, that, that seems clear. Um, bit of a uh, other bit of bad news. Well, you could certainly argue worse news um, if you were um, being rational about it. Um, Harold Landry has, uh, has done his ACL at, I was going to say, the worst possible time. No time is a good time for, for something like that. Um, he is presumably presumably done for the entire season, yeah. although his IR designation is apparently can return. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not sure what's, go- what's going on there. Um, hoping for a miracle, you know, Super Bowl appearance maybe. But Doesn't that happen with someone, well, maybe it wasn't an ACL injury, but someone got injured a few years ago and they were like, oh, done for the year, done for the year. And then he came back magically. Like towards the end of the year, <laughs> even Henry was one of those they were talking about at one point. I think, oh, he'd be done for the year. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a massive loss. I think that defensive line last year was 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 clicking, and and I think Autry's not practiced a lot. He's he's, he's clearly got issues himself. I'm not sure exactly what those issues was. It wrist issue, I think it was, or something. So he's not had a huge amount of practice and. Losing Landry, I think it's going to be a massive loss if I'm honest with you. But I think no time like the present for Rashad Weaver to step up year two. I know he didn't play a lot last year because of injury, but this is a huge opportunity for him to come in and, and almost give him, get himself a spot in that team and you know, make some plays. Yeah, it, it's it's devastating for Landry. It's, it's on the face of it, absolutely devastating. But we have, with the coaching staff that we've got, been quite good at um, bringing guys in to cover for these injuries obviously fa- famously last year the 90 something players uh, <laughs> De- Derek Henry going down didn't hurt the team as much as it might have done um Foreman um in particular coming in and not maybe not replacing him on his own but going a big going some way to doing so and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some other guys step up like you say um and I don't think this suddenly means we won't have a pass rush or anything like that. No. It's obviously a massive blow. You know, one of your your best players goes down. That's a huge blow. Um, it's the but... attention. It's the attention thing for me. It's the when you had Landry on one side, Bud Dupree on the other. You know, where 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 you know, where do you put your focus? Like both both are 
Jeffrey Simmons in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. So you, you've got, you've got, even just from an outside linebacker perspective, there's going to be a lot more focus. I'm not expecting a massive numbers here for Dupree now because I think there's going to be so much focus on it. But I think then that opens up the door for someone like a Rashad Weaver. They were talking about, I think they've put Autry as an outside linebacker on the depth chart, I think, as well, which which was was interesting. So, I mean, look, there's still enough firepower there to, to get to the quarterback. I don't think it's going to make the pass rush non-existent like, was it two years ago when we got about four sacks in the entire year or whatever it was? Um, the, the clown a year, yeah. The clown a year, yeah. The dark times of that was. Um, but the I think it's going to be, a, yeah. I mean, Landry's lost. I mean, he was... Yeah, he had a career year last year. You, you think this year, just off the back of signing a pretty healthy contract extension, big things expected. It's, it's a shame. Um, it's a loss, but like you say, we've got that next man up mentality, and I don't think that will phase phase this team realistically. I, I still believe in our defense. Um, it's it's as as we said all off season. It's the, it's the offense that concerns me. Be interesting to see how we got on at corner this year. We've got an incredibly young group of corners. Like there's there's very little experience in that group. I think. I mean, it's despite him being around last year or a little bit between injuries. Um, Caleb Farley still feels like the big unknown. I think we know what Christian Fulton can do. Um, seeing and hearing good things about McCreary, which they've made him. I, they've, I made things, him they've put him ahead of Farley in the in the. Um, what's it called in the list? The depth chart. The, depth or chart. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've put, they've, put him, they've put him ahead of Farley, which is interesting. I mean, uh, how much you believe of that stuff is is completely up to you, but it's it's sworn by by most NFL media, so yeah. there's got to be some there's got to be something in it. It's not it's not just coincidence, surely. Yeah, yeah. It'd be why 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 make something up on there? Mm. Played a lot in preseason as well, Farley. I found like he was out there. Felt like a lot longer than certainly McCreary and a lot of the other guys. It, I think they just. I just, I just had the. Something. I had the impression with Farley that he's still not quite a hundred percent healthy, and like he almost doesn't trust his leg to plant on it. And yeah, hopefully that will come back. And mm. but maybe, maybe the logic of giving him a lot of snaps in preseason is to is to help him with that, help him get his confidence back. I think that's that's been the issue there, and yeah. ra- rather than him just not being up to up to it. No, 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 not at all. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's a good group. I think that that corner that corner room is is strong, but it's, it is inexperienced. I think you've got yeah, player, yeah. no one there who's done more than three years or the, or this being their third year. I don't think maybe apart from a couple of sort of vets that they've brought in who are very much backups. So I mean. Not that we rated him on this podcast particularly much, but players like you know Jenkins last year, um, was it Janoris Jenkins, yeah. Janoris, yeah, not yeah, not Jack Rabbit, um, yeah, even Buster Screen who came in and did a did a good job, and obviously before he then retired this year, uh, Malcolm Butler prior to that. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not as worried about the defense as I'm as I am the offense, as I've said pretty much all off season, but. So oh, we we don't need to talk about the O line today. Um, I think it's 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 fair. Um, Traylon Burks, we're just crossing our fingers really and, and hoping that the upside comes to fruition. Um, it's interesting what we what we probably haven't talked about because this would have happened since we last spoke was uh, the signing of Josh Gordon, which 
I mean, I can't, I'm not going to get in any way excited until he does something meaningful in a regular season game, but it's, there's huge potential there because we know what he's done in the past. We know um, he's done in we, the past, but he hasn't done it since what 2013, 2014. It's it's, it's really well, that's, that's because he's spent most of his no, time no, doing other stuff. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know, we, we all know his backstory. We don't need to go into that, but he's he's a massive unknown, and but I mean, he's one of those. He's a very non-typical Titan signing as well, which was what surprised me about them bringing him in was. If you look at this team and you look at how they build their teams, they build teams like that are very much going to be hard workers, very much going to be, you know, they'll play on special teams. They'll do whatever they need to be able to do to go and get a roster spot. And Josh Gordon doesn't strike you as necessarily that kind of guy. Or maybe I'm being harsh on him. I don't know. But we all know. I, he's got I think talent. it's like there are some players that you could bring in that could be a locker room disruption or be yeah. a distraction. I don't know. I don't, I have the impression that he's reasonably likable as a human being. It's just his own you know, personal off-field issues that have been have been the problem. And in in that sense, he's not really a high risk. He's not you know, a high risk yeah, in terms of what he's being what he's being paid. If he doesn't work out, he's pretty easily gone. Yeah. Um, but true. it's that dream of what he might do um, in a in a position group where we, we need something. We need something to fill the sized hole that's that's departed. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, we had Golden Tate last year who came in, and I mean, obviously not not didn't quite have the same issues as as Gordon, but someone who was a bit of a come out of nowhere sort of signing on the practice squad, and the guy didn't even see the field in the end. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if Gordon ended up being being the same, if I'm honest. But we'll see. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you you may be right, and it's. As, as I say, if, we, if you're not, it's not like bringing Julio in, no, um, where you're, you're giving something up. We haven't given anything up um, no, no, for, no. for this it's opportunity. Um, the Titans have announced six captains for the 2022 season. This isn't something that I think is ever that important, or I believe means a huge amount. But I think it's quite it's quite nice for certain people involved. It's an acknowledgement of the influence they have. Um, how much how much they're respected in the locker room um and but you know the we're not the new york giants who have 10 of them uh, but we have six um ryan tanhill derek henry um ben jones on on offense um kevin byard and jeffrey simmons on defense and special teams ace as not my words the words of jim wyatt um special teams ace Ola Adani, which is fantastic for him he's a uh, Young young guy. Um, I mean, he has not just made an impact on special teams. He's made a bit of an impact with his pass rushing. Uh, I think that's terrific for him. I just have this vibe that he's a he's just a a really good popular guy who who lift the team. Yeah, interesting one. It's uh, like you say, not not the first person. If you're gonna sit there and do a nice quiz of name name the Tennessee Titan, you're not you're certainly not gonna be in your probably your top ten even top 15 players you're going to name, but um, he must be respected in, in the dressing room. Always, always the only thing I look out for this year is I, I was always kind of waiting for Taylor Lewan to be on that list, just because like someone who's been in the, in the, in this, in this organization for as long as he has, I know he's got, you know, everyone knows what Taylor's like, you know, off the field, he does his own thing, etc. 
But he's always one of those, they've always said for years that they want him to be more of a leader. I remember them talking about this two years ago, I think. And I'm not saying, I don't think he, he doesn't do that necessarily, but to not get that kind of captain recognition is an interesting one because he is now, now Kern has gone. He's been in the in this organisation longer than anyone else. So isn't it, that's, that's the only one I would say is an interesting, interesting part of this is not to have him included, but I suppose Ben Jones has to be in there. Yeah, I don't. I think we've probably, probably overanalyzed this stuff. Um, they they presumably wanted one O lineman. Um, I don't know. I've no idea. It's not something I've really paid much attention to. If Taylor Lewan's ever done it before, I don't think so. Well, um, not that it matters. But, but yeah, Ben Jones, you see, is the the, the right sort of guy. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a bit ceremonial in a, in a way, um, but. We'll have, we'll have forgotten about all this once the season starts. It's uh, just it was the uh, Ola thing that I noticed really, which I thought was quite a good quite a good story. Yeah, no, it's is a good story. It's interesting. I've watched a few few videos, and I think it's called the Foundation on YouTube. The Titans have done a couple of videos, and um, Jeffrey Simmons is one hell of a leader. When you watch some of those videos, They're like yeah. just oh, on, yeah. and off the field, like he. he for someone who's, what's this, his third year, I think it is, he just commands the respect of someone who's been in the game for like 10, 15 years. You know, it's mental. I think I saw that little snippet of the NFL 100, which normally I try and avoid like the plague. Um, but his, his mm-hmm. little snippet of three minutes there and the respect he gets across the league, let alone his own, in his own dressing room is... Well, yeah. you, see, you see how his teammates look at and speak to him. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like he's a god. He's just um, one of those, I just hope to God that they do just break the bank, pay pay because he's very much in in the same way as guys like Bayard are in, important to our defense. Simmons for me, I think is is for he, he is as close to Aaron Donald as you're gonna get. Yeah, uh, yeah, no no one that has ever appeared on this podcast is gonna argue with that. He's this, he's another Aaron Don, Aaron Donald, no exaggeration. And and what he doesn't get himself in numbers, he makes for others. Can you, can you imagine how much media love fest there would be if he if he played in a big market team though? Like huh. it's like seeing seeing now all I ever see whenever I watch NFL Network is them talking about <laughs> around with the Eagles. I was like, if Simmons uh, went know, to a big market team, it'd just be insane. The, the Eagles hype if another half decent season that's going to just be unbearable. I know. I know. But, didn't, didn't want to bring his name up. We can bleep that one. No, out. sorry, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, just quickly, the Giants in Week One. Um, it's the, the old trap game, isn't it? Um, but it's on the face of it, it's a nice start at home. It's what you would want. Um, if we can't go one and zero, just give up already, right? Yeah, I was. I was quietly confident until the news broke last night that Jerome Bogle was refereeing and then um, the the Ooh. dread I mean he was also refereeing week one last year against the Cardinals and that wasn't why we lost that game it just massively shut the bed that day but I mean the... in, in Jerome Bogle's defence he can be incompetent and get decisions wrong in our favour as well as against us 100% yeah, he's it's, not, it's, it's incompetence it's not biased he's, not, he's just... not biased no 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 absolutely but to be honest with you in a way there's not many referees that are genuinely biased, let's face it. Um, <laughs> he, but his incompetence is, is another level to the majority in this league. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a, 
I mean, I think beer sales are going to be going pretty crazy in the Nissan. That's it's just, just like me. if it it's like if it rains, it's just a variable that throws a bit of jeopardy out there. Um, it doesn't favour one team or another necessarily. Just a bit of randomness. It's it's definitely a potential banana skin game. I think the the Giants I think will get better as the year goes on, but that will very much depend on what Daniel Jones does, and that I don't I wouldn't trust that guy with any offense. Um, we should have enough on defense to keep them <clears throat> keep them down, and as long as on offense we can get some points on the board, it should be a win. But it's one yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I, I'm weirdly more nervous than I would be going into Monday Night Football against the Bills, which is sounds strange to say. I'm kind of ex- that one is for me. It's expectations, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, expectation of this one is. I don't like the fact that we're favourites. I don't like the fact that everyone thinks we're going to win this game. Um, that fills me with dread. Literally everyone on NFL Network. I know. I saw I know. That screen. I saw. Yeah, every, every I saw. single person. Okay, um, that's probably enough Titans talk. I think. Um, this is just a, a mini pod that we've we've gone on for nearly half an hour. Um, quick, I don't know if you've got any non-Titans related stuff to to get off your chest before we get out of here. Not a lot. I mean, I could rant about VAR for for about ten minutes. Um, just how it's <laughs> killing the enjoyment of watching any football game nowadays. Um, I just, I just I, it's it's in, talk about incompetent officials. I mean, there's. I watched a little bit of MLS and the MLS, the officiating is, is almost comical in, in the premier league in England, which is arguably supposed to be the best league in the world. It is absolutely hilarious. Some of the, some of the officials that we've got, and these are guys as someone who supports a lower league football team, you see them go up the, up the ladder. So someone like Paul Tierney, who who refereed the, the Arsenal United game on Sunday, whenever it was. Yeah, I remember seeing that guy 10 years ago in League Two or the conference and he was useless then and he still <laughs> is very much useless now. Um, but yeah, I'll keep that rant as, uh, as as small as I possibly can. I think I do an entire podcast around VAR. But yeah, it's not actually VAR that I've got a problem with. It's, it's who, who runs it is, is the biggest issue. And that's what I think a lot of people have the biggest issue with. Um, yeah, unfortunately it's killing watching Premier League games for me, which luckily I don't support a Premier League team, so I don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, so I'll finish off with just a little story of well, what happened on Sunday morning. We were down in the southwest um, in a place called Westbury in Wiltshire, and they've got like one of those white horses that's carved onto the side of a hill. And you can, which you can see for miles around, but we went up to the top of the hill, which had a fantastic view looking over this valley sort of towards Somerset. And got up there and noticed that there was, was like a hedge on fire at the side of this field. Um, and sort of look at that. That doesn't look like it should. Um, saw there was like a guy nearby kind of looking at it, but you're too far away to really tell. And just out of, an abundance of caution decided that we would call the fire brigade and so then it was quite an awkward place to get to and then spent the next like hour or so watching fire engines approach from a distance two of them got there in the end and literally driving across fields and watching them putting this this fire out which engulfed sort of trees next to it and stuff Um, and just a really (laughs) random bit of amusement and entertainment i do wonder what would have happened if we'd not bothered? I'd be, at the, 
there'll be a lot of people who also they might there'll be some people who might ring as they continue on their journey and tell them where it is and say and then just carry on but you what physically stopped and waited or yeah well we, we, we were going to go for a bit of a walk but okay. having called the fire brigade it was like it was quite difficult to describe where this was because it wasn't on a road directly yeah. but we had a complete bird's eye view of like a whole map of the area you could see where roads were where they should be going and ah, okay. they kind of took a wrong we, I mean we weren't on the phone at that point but they'd obviously seen like a plume of smoke for where it was but trying to then trying to work it work out and um, the farmer whoever it was that was tending it clearly had no intention of calling them I think it was just standing with hands on hips waiting to see what <laughs> happened it was very clearly out of control um, as, yeah, as was backed up by the fact that they called in the backup to the first fire engine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good job and to stop. There'd be a lot of people who would just be like, oh, there's a fire, look, and then just carry on. Right. Yeah, we nearly did. I don't know, just sort of think, oh. It's kind of a natural thing to do, isn't it, in a weird way. It's like, uh, oh, no, there's a fire. I'm sure someone's dealing with it. Um... Well, that was my first <laughs> reaction when I saw someone. Uh, I hope they got a rap on the knuckles, <laughs> and they probably would have done. Just standing there with, uh, yeah, weird. But yeah, we've had such a dry summer and you know, the, there have been fires that have caused problems. You know, it, it needed it needed attention and it got. So ultimately, I'm a hero. OK, um, cool. So uh, do we have to call you firefighters themselves. Sir, Sir Adam Foxcroft now. Is, have, you, have you been knighted yet? Or? Uh, no, just just an MBE. Just an MBE. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not greedy. Fair enough. One thing at a time. Fair, fair play to you, mate. Fair play to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it'll be nice to meet the Queen. Um, she's a bit busy today meeting our new Prime Minister, I think, but uh, she'll get round to that. Um, give me the honour I deserve. Right there we go. That's that. That just about do it. Enjoy enjoy your trip. Cheers. Can't wait. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be good fun. If anyone's at the game and wants to come and see, come and meet me. Feel free to do so. I'll be drinking at the Two Tone Blue Nation tailgate prior to the game. No one's going to want to meet me, but I fully appreciate that. But if you do, on the off chance, feel free. Pop you by. won't miss Greg. His head will be above everyone else's <laughs> in the crowd. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I've, I'll have a British flag or something just to differentiate me from the crowd, just in case. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch at Transatlantic TN, obviously. But yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. And yeah, in the meantime, tighten up, beat those giants. Don't do anything silly, Tennessee. Tighten up. <laughs>